Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Setting the stage for you. 1995, Oshawa, Ontario, Canada. A small little club called the Eclipse attached to a bigger club called the Moon Room. And I see this band featuring a drummer whose drum kit is made up of all these weird things that you'd find like junkyards and various places, including symbols made out of sheet metal. I'd never heard or seen anything like it. And then the band I was in would play with them. Then I promoted shows with them and then ended up tour managing them in a couple of other different projects. And it's been a long time. So today, Christian Simpson of Glue Leg stops by to talk about his brand new record, on Do Did Will, the Story of People podcast. Christian Simpson, welcome to Do Did Will, the Story of People podcast, buddy. It's been a long time. How are you doing? It sure has, Brent. Uh, uh, I'm great, man. How are you? Uh, oh. it, I don't know how long it's been. It's been a long maybe? time because I, I haven't seen you since I moved to Vancouver, which is like 18 yeah. years. I think the okay. last thing we probably personally did together was Billy Clippert, maybe. Oh, my God. You were on that? I forgot all about that. So that was the Canadian Idol it was the Canadian. I think that was the last thing we did because we worked with yeah, uh, yeah. our fallen friend Bob. You know, unfortunately, yeah. and uh, yeah. and uh, he passed. But we, uh, but uh, Bob had a new, the new thing there with Billy Clipper. I think you were there. It was Jerry Finn. It was uh, Tim from the Headstones. Tim I think. Headstones. Yeah, we were just. Uh, I, I guess just getting him through a couple of dates and then doing the, the Canadian uh, Idol uh, performance. So yeah, that 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 was uh, what that was. It was kind of. I guess at that time I was doing you know sort of sessions and and that and uh kind of i think that was probably the last thing i did um before i hung him up wow was that so, and, like, and then and then of course i i picked him up again but that's drumsticks uh just for those that don't know uh 15 years later and here we are talking about I know music. it's been so it's been a long time it's funny cuz i it, how social media works a lot is you know you you move like the rise of social media, honestly, there was MySpace when I left, ah. and then it, and then it was Facebook, and and then obviously instant all the rest of it. But right. this is how we sort of see people. And even though I haven't spoken to you in a long time, we haven't seen each other in a long time, but we spent, you know, a lot of shows together. Did a lot of shows for for Bob. I did a lot of shows as a promoter um, sure, that sure. you guys were involved in. And uh, but then watching like you and Kristen, like just and the kids, and uh, it's like you feel like you're there the whole time. It's well, it's like we've never not. Not, not same, been there. Same, yeah, exactly. Uh, and and I've all I always wonder who you're working for. Who where, you know? You usually say where you are, but not who what the band is. So I'm always like, who's Brentwood this time? Because now, now I know it's Imagine Dragons. But uh, yeah, because I've fought, been following your uh, exploits uh, as well, and you're you know all over the world just doing it, man. You, you're you're killing it. It's been fun. But I, I tell you, so, and I tell this to every, anybody that I get a chance to speak to, that was part of that journey for me at the beginning. And uh, I always like to tell them, especially when I get a chance to finally reconnect with people after a while, I'll say this. You're here, my man. You're part of this because glue leg was, you know, and, you know, there's agents and managers and blah, blah, blah. But I cut my teeth on those early, early glue leg 
I'm Mother Earth, uh, yeah. you know, like yeah. Our Lady Peace show, like all those early, early shows. And you guys always uh, were great to me. You gave me an opportunity to do shows. And, we, you know, I think I probably did about six to eight shows as a promoter of glue leg but then you guys were on other things and then i was tour managing bands that you guys were playing with and you were always great to me so i always like to circle it back cool. to where i am now you guys are with me still right you know what i mean awesome. and yeah. anyone who knows my history will know that i loved yeah glue we're leg, all uh, glue leg very much and so it's great so. yeah we're all standing on someone's shoulders right I wasn't going to refer to us as giants. <laughs> well, hey, man, it's like it, but we're all we're but, all part but, of no, the thing. Yeah, we are all of our uh, you know influences and our inspiration and and yeah. who uh, got us uh, got us started and uh, yeah, but it's great to see that you know you hung in there and you're doing these massive uh, gigs around the world. It's, it's been a blast, dude. And yeah. every time you see me post a picture from. A stadium filled of fifty thousand people. It started with glue leg at the <laughs> at the eclipse in Oshawa, with me marveling at your drum set made out of tin, and oh, and sheet metal and that. stuff. And I'm just like, what is going on here? And it was awesome. So yeah, so, yeah. What was that called? The moon. Uh, the, the moon room in the eclipse. There was two sides. Moon, high oh, carry, high carry king, high carry, and everybody yeah. involved there. But but yeah. yeah, it was the moon room on one side and the eclipse on the other. Yeah. Yeah. And the moon room was sort of the nineteen plus room. The eclipse was more of the all ages room. Okay, got it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, it had yeah. the big giant headstones, uh, the H on the side of the building. And, right, <laughs> right, right, right. There was a go-to stop in Oshawa. But, you know, it was? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're not too far away from there now, but you, uh, man, you've been making some uh, some noise and uh, doing some really cool stuff. Uh, and you you've basically have resurfaced to the world uh, with with this wonderful name. Uh, a band that I uh, hold near and dear, and it was very much a part of my early, uh, uh, early career. And uh, and uh, and you just put a brand new record out, which is awesome. It's uh, oh, very cool. trippy and very cool, and so different than what I was expecting. But uh, but I'm in on it. It was it's such a trip on the headphones. So we'll get into that. Um, but welcome to Do Did Will. It is the story of people podcast. So Christian, I got to kick it off. Uh, what do you do, man? Okay. Well, uh, what do I do? Do you mean as a, um, what are you doing right now? You're playing career? drums, you're making records. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, what's well, keeping you busy? Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, you know, so I, I left the music business 15 years ago and, um, you know, never thought I would, I would look back and I had no, no real interest in it. Um, there was, there was nothing that, uh, uh, I, I, I liked enough to kind of pull me back in. It, yeah. it certainly wasn't, you know, uh, playing with, you know, as a support drummer or, or doing sessions or, or things like that. You know, I did I did some of that with with uh, with Edwin and uh, and and uh, you know some other um, Moist. I did a, a small tour with and you know Clipper and some other some other artists. Um, and um, and and I did I did a stint a few a few years in uh, Saga that which was which was great right. and that and that right. was more of a like you're part of the band um, and uh, not it, it, not like you're just sort of uh, supporting the singer. Not that there's anything wrong with that. That just wasn't um, where I wanted to, to be musically. And um, so, you know, I had no problem at the time walking away. And uh, so, I mean, you know, after that, I had to kind of to completely re reinvent myself because, um, you know, I didn't really 
have uh, another another skill set really but uh you know I, I adapted and i ended up um uh, starting uh, my own um uh, company uh, we work in uh, condominiums awesome and uh so that has uh it's gone well and that has allowed me to um actually be able to 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 do this um one it 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 gave me the um uh, there was a move which we talked about just before we we aired. Uh, I moved out of the city, uh, and um, I have a, a property now that has a, a you know a large well, it's, a, it's a pool actually a pool room, an indoor pool, um, but that I've I use as um, my my drum room, and um, you know as soon as I we walked in the house I remember walking in the room and I I snapped my fingers and I could hear the reverb. <laughs> Yeah, in, yeah. In the room, and I just thought, oh wow, this is, this room's got great, great acoustics. And uh, you know, I've I've always had a drum set with me, at, at least one. But I mean, it hadn't been set up for years because I was in a house in Riverdale's nowhere to set it up. So no. Anyway, this move and and I uh, gave us the space, and I thought, well, I'll set the kit up, and maybe my boys will. I've got young boys, and maybe they'll want to want to play it. And you know, again, I never thought of myself and. And, but I, but I kind of keep looking at it like, oh, I wonder, I wonder <laughs> how do. bad I would be, you know, <laughs> after, after that long, uh, away from it. And, uh, so anyway, uh, Carlos and I had not spoken, uh, for at least a decade or more. And, uh, but we, you know, reconnected, but just, just sort of socially, there was no, there is there, um, you know, there was no talk of, uh, Hey, let's, you know, do a record or put the band back together. And, but he's always stayed with music. He's, he's, um, you know, I, I think he's, uh, it's four albums. He's four solo albums. He's done under the, uh, Alonzo, uh, uh, moniker. And, um, you know, he's produced and, uh, you know, mixed them all himself and they're, you know, really fantastic. Um, you know, the arrangements are very, uh, lush and elaborate and, and, uh, and interesting and, and you know if I thought well if I ever did get back into it I would want to be doing something like this interesting you know? yeah it, it, it wouldn't have just been you know kind of you know keeping time and doing you know it's four, certainly four, eclectic man it's doing certainly some hit a, covers or something like that again yeah. wrong with that that just wasn't um, that interesting to me uh, so anyway he kind of kept chipping away you know, we go hang out and, you know, after a few drinks, it'd be so, come on, man, let's, let's, let's do something. Let's do something. And I'd be like, no, I'm not. No, forget it, man. I like, I, I, I would be, want to be horrible. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, you know, once you, you know, you attain a certain level of proficiency and, and, and you lose that, you know, your, your desire to go back and, and play is, uh, uh, you know, kind of like, nah, I can't, I can't play the way I did, so I'm not going to uh, yeah. do it again. Anyway, he kept hammering away, hammering away, and then, you know, he said, "Listen, can you just? I'm, I'm just finishing up mixes on my uh, solo record. I've got one track, and I would like you to play 30 seconds of drums on." I said, "Well, I don't have any way to record it." He said, "You have a phone, right?" "Yeah." "Okay, go just set your phone up." play along to this section, which was literally like a 30 second piece. 
and it was just sort of the first thing and it was you know kind you know the way i you know play sort of the linear kind of obtuse with some you know layered symbols and stuff like that and uh i was like okay so the, what do you think he's like perfect so he ended up mixing that putting that on his record and i realized that um you know it was kind of it was exciting it was it was it was fun to actually sit down and i felt you know kind of confident with what, what i had just the 30 seconds i had just dropped yeah and um you know and then i said uh, you know okay let's uh let's do it and then you know once i said that i mean i'm i'm you know i was in 100 percent. you know and uh i had no no doubt or what did i do or why did i you know it was just okay let's go let's do it and, it's uh, it's amazing how it how it comes back. Uh, I always find myself peeking around the corner at a Long McQuaid or any kind of drum place that I can get, sit down and try to get some chops in every now and again. I don't have the space either to do it or get loud, but it's well, amazing where the where the inspiration comes from because you set up and you've got a beautiful lake background. It's like I would just play for days now. So then yeah. you, then naturally you start recording and then it's like, well, what else can I do into this thing and what else can I add to it? So yeah, um, and also uh, you know it was during. COVID, but we had the ability to, you know, I got set up with a recording uh, system at home and went out and bought a bunch of mics and stands and cables and just kind of figured it out and, yeah, you know, started to, um, you know, I could record and then, um, you know, send files to Carlos and he would send it back to me and then I would send it back to him and then, you know, and, and that's, that's, uh, that's, that's the way it worked and, you know, really allowed us the, the, the time and, um, you know, like it wasn't just set up a, a, a drum set and record a bunch of songs. It was like oftentimes the drums that I chose and I have, you know, I put together the sort of arsenal of, of old drums from, you know, I have from a 30 inch marching drum that I use as a kick drum uh, with 18 inch hi-hats and a, and a marching snare drum to you know, little six inch hats and, and, and a little piccolo snare and a 16 inch kick and, you know, all kinds of wacky cymbals and, uh, you know, gongs and stuff. And uh, that often informed what Carlos was going to do. You know, he would hear these different different sounds, these different textures, and, and then he would come back with, and then, you know, of course that would then, if, if I were going to do some overdubs or, you know, um, some percussion, it, it uh, that would then, in form what I was going to do that, you know, the, the keyboard bass, you know, he was playing upright bass, he was playing stick, he was playing uh, guitar. Um, his main keyboard was an MS, MS-20, I believe, that he found, like some guy had it in his attic or something. And, uh, and, and that, um, it's kind of the main instrument, I guess, on the record. There's a lot of songs on here, man. Like there's, you know, there's 20 different 20, songs, yeah, we, you know what I mean? Yeah, which we is, decided to do a double a double album. Which is amazing. Um I uh, too much for most people like uh, to get through it. It's you know, it's I'll a see lot. if I can I can play something here first. I'll play some audio for a sec if I can here. Sure. And see if it if it comes out. This is a weird one. Yeah, this would be the most some, obtuse track on the record. It's there's sort some of a great drumming solo. There's some great drumming. Listen to that room. It's big. Listen to that room. It's incredible, man. You know, you got some really cool, like, 
trippy stuff in here, dude. I'm. It's funny how we how we move along because I've gotten a touch more trippy in my in my in my age. Like, a, it's like it really gotta. You really gotta bring it now for me to be fully in in engulfed in a record. The only one that's been able to do that le- lately has been Ian Thornley. <laughs> like as oh, far right? as well, he's been great. And uh, as far as like the big those big record those big rec records are just always like er- they come out every year. <laughs> like, he's got like <laughs> ten songs of just headphone stuff. So it's been awesome. Um, uh, your buddy Jeremy Taggart was was in on this too, right? Yep. What track did What track did he play? Uh, on? He's on a he's on a track called Emerson's Elephant. Here we go. I think I might have called it when I was. He's like, on left side. He's right side. I figured it was this one. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So you guys did like a right left. He's playing. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. There's some really great video. I, what we'll do here because YouTube is is our friend uh, sometimes, but they don't like it when we when we put up uh, on you know don't get permission. So what I'm going to do is well, uh, I'll give you for, permission right now <laughs> for everyone listening and, and all the rest of it. I'll put all the links in, in for Instagram purposes when when I release this episode. We're going to do tons of like video clips surrounding this thing because it's very cool. it's such a different uh, ride than I was expecting what you put out. But then it's I'm headphone. Glad. But yeah, and it's it is and it's it's cool. I like to be surprised because for me, it's like, oh, there's this, and then it's it's well, uh, yeah. And again, it, it, just to put a point on that, um, a finer point on that, that was uh, I didn't want to do anything that sounded like the old band. Uh, I was not interested in that at all. And uh, you know that was part of you know I, I, Carlos. I, I was on the same page. It was you know uh, we we had uh, you know kind of thought, well, should we even call it that, glue leg? Um, and, um, you know, we kind of debated that back and forth and decided, you know, well, why not? You know, um, you know we yeah. were integral parts of, of that band. And, and again, it does, and I've, and I've had many people comment on this, like, you know, the sound is obviously quite different. One, there's no vocals. No. Uh, and there's very, uh, there's very little guitar. But, you know, many have commented that this does also it sounds there are things that are certainly more than you know reminiscent of the uh, the old band which is great so i think we accomplished what we set out to do wanted to do something radically i think different. i noticed that is that maybe but lobotomy chic, chic sounded a little bit like the old yeah the and old style. Uh, i think i think the ages uh the the, the first track the first has track a, has a yeah. bit of that yeah that has um that, that's interesting uh, that that particular track has uh there's a guitar on that one, a guy by the name of Christian Sesniak, uh, who I played in Edinburgh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, Ian, Th- Ian uh, Crichton, not Thornley, Crichton, uh, from uh, Saga, um, just delivered this, like, ridiculously uh, amazing guitar solo. And uh, the Emerson's Elephant actually had uh, Jim Gilmore, from uh, keyboard player from Saga, on it. That, that was sort of our tribute to Keith Emerson. Very cool. You know, it's and it's, I like the the throwback. I don't know if you, uh, if you, you know, Todd Kearns and Brent Fitz and those guys. They have a band called Tuke, and it's, they do all the throwback to the Canadian stuff. That's awesome. 
Totally. Yeah, I mean, they play, they, they, yeah, they've got a really great band. Actually, yeah, they got a great, great. They play tons and they do all the Canadian party stuff, but they're also p- kind of paying tribute to the Can- the lost Canadian stuff that people need to hear. Nice. So uh, I got to yeah. double check. I think they were going to, they, they had designs on some of this stuff. So um, uh, going from uh, what you're up to now, but um, let's take me back a little bit. Um, how did you do it? How did how did you find your style? This is I'm very uh, very interested in your style because anyone that uh, is not familiar with Christian, he's got this really unique playing style which is amazing. But he inc- incorporates all this these sounds and stuff. The first time I ever saw you play again back in Oshawa at the Eclipse, maybe or or one of the other ones, and mm-hmm. you had a drum kit that was. Uh, you know, just so eclectic and amazing. And then you had, you know, uh, sheet metal and all these different things set up for, for symbols and different sounds, which uh, made it very unique to you, obviously. But um, uh, were you just okay. bored with symbols or were you like, I, I'm going to add, I want to add a whole new thing here to, to no, I wanted make it my to, thing. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of the, 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 the stuff I, I had, uh, I was using at that time. I mean, I'd obviously I'd stolen from, you know, guys that I, my heroes, um, and uh, I, I just, uh, to, just to back up a sec, that was, that's my biggest compliment uh, to hear when somebody says, you know, you have a very unique sound. Because, you know, I go on Instagram and I go, you know, and see some of these, you know, drummers on there. And, I mean, their technique is just absurd. It's almost like the, the Olympics now of uh, chops and technique. And, um, you know, I, I used to have, you know, really much better i guess hands than i than i do now um but uh you know so i i'm i'm I, again i don't have that facility to really kind of blow like in in, in uh, the old days or like some of these guys i see now um but the fact that people recognize that you know well yeah you have your own sound um that to me is more important than anything um, yeah i'd rather have you know just a really recognizable sound that that is you know, I, I mean, there's lots of guys doing what I do, but uh, that sound like like I do. But yeah, I mean, I was doing it 20 years, 30 years ago almost, and uh, it was quite different back then. Uh, I got the the sheet metal, uh, which I was using as a ride, which we found at a scrapyard. I got that idea from I saw Einstein's New Bowden at um, uh, the Diamond back in the 80s, and uh, I had I heard that they part of their rider was they would have, they'd had somebody take them to a scrapyard before the show and they'd just get like car hoods and, and they're pouring the buckets of gravel on it and, and stuff. And, and I was just kind of blown away. And, and, and they had this big sheet metal that they were kind of banging on. And, um, you know, I thought, oh, I'm, I'm going to do that. And, uh, so, uh, and then it was just kind of finding just all these hey, chunk of metal lying around. And then my symbols, you know, the, the, more kind of broken they were the better the better and i you know kind of layer them up and just have a really uh sharp uh, sound um i was using a gong drum as a floor tom uh roto tom uh rings as hi-hats which i still do i was doing that back then but that i got i stole from uh terry basio oh yeah about him doing it so drummers like uh, basio uh, bill bruford um yeah neil pert of course um you know, a lot of the, the more progressive uh, guys out there just, you know, kind of, they, they were my biggest influences. And and again, I wanted to kind of carve out my own Let me- 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me ask you about that time, though, because uh, when I first saw the band, it obviously, it was, you know, you had the stick, you had you, it was just such a unique sounding looking creation. And that, you know, at the time, and I and I really think that in that early 90s time frame, um, everyone was carving out their way and it sort of, it, a lot of things had switched and the, the rise of Canadian Obviously, CanCon helped. People debate whether CanCon helped or not, but I'm, I, uh, for the radio guys out there that I know, they hated it because they had to just keep playing Canadian music all the time. But for the music fan like me, it really created a Canadian touring yeah. base. Hence how we met. Hence how my yeah. career started. So I'm, I've been a fan we, of it. Um, we but, had our own star system. I guess we do. I mean, I don't know who they are now. Well, it's a different, it's a different really thing now. With a lot the, of stuff. The, the, the lot big of the newer stuff. The big thing now, and, and and I don't mean to sound frustrating about this thing, but the big thing now is that a band uh, at the time that had like you guys were on much music and you you played and all the rest of it, those bands are now going out and selling out everything right away. Whereas it was still the grind. Like now these kids go and they see them one time. And a lot of them I don't find have a, a ton of longevity. You've got in your neck of the woods, you got Glory mm-hmm. Sons, you got our and we got our cows and stuff that have really built um, out here. There's Mother Mother. But um, the MTV, much music thing is gone. So a lot of the bands are, you know, it's all social media stuff. So the kids get hammered with it. They all want to go see it. And then it falters off. And I don't Mm -hmm. know, you know, if we have the big stadium kind of bands uh, anymore that we did with like Our Lady Peace and and some of the in the hip and some of those things at that point. I don't know if anyone's been able to do it. I know the Arkells have done it a few times in in some of the markets, but uh, it is definitely a different time right now for for the bands and when you um were coming through so you guys started with this eclectic thing and then and i I won't dive too much into the past but i do want to get your thoughts on the idea of going down this road where it was it's not i'm not going to use the word pop but there was definitely more of a a a radio rock vibe to the thing was that frustrating for you as a creative person because you always had the stuff in there but it definitely the band definitely definitely went in a bit of a different direction uh after you know, the first albums and stuff. And, and it was definitely different from, from this point. And then obviously we're into this, this, this uh, mm-hmm. 2.0 or 3.0 that we are mm-hmm. now, which is, which for me as a music fan, it's great. You watch the three different things happen, but you as a creative person yeah. and, and carving out your uniqueness, were you put into a box during that time or you, or did you fight to still be unique? Well, I mean, you can certainly see from uh, Heroic Doses to Claude Hopper, there's, there's, uh, the, I think Heroic Doses was, let's just create something. Like we had this vision of doing something that was just really unique to our, uh, to ourselves and, and uh, yeah. the, the instruments that we were using and the, you know, the, the songwriting craft that we, you know, had at the time, we were using at the time, or developing, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely different. It was, you know, certainly it didn't, um, you know, radio didn't really embrace us or we weren't, 
we, it was a hard sell, you know, I, I understand that. Um, I'm surprised that we almost got as much play as we did, as minimal as it was. I'm surprised, you know, we got kind of any. And then Clodhopper was a bit of a step in the direction of, you know, embracing much music a little bit more in the radio and just trying to kind of streamline maybe the, the edges a little bit, create something that's a little a little more radio friendly, but keeping sure. the keeping the uh, you know but uh, you know because at that time we were you know it was about having trying to have a career trying to make it as as, uh, as musicians right this album that we just did uh that carlos and i just did was back to to heroic doses but even more it was you know what we don't we don't have to do anything for anybody other than ourselves if if somebody hears and they don't like it great old fans hear it and they go well that's not glue okay um you know, but it wasn't, well, what's the single going to be? You know, I remember even back in the day, you'd have to kind of write, well, we need a barn burner to open with, you know? So, uh, you know, it, and that would then dictate what you're going to write. Where this came from, just a real uh, position of, it was a luxury because we didn't really have, we, don't, we have no expectations of this selling or making money. I mean, as long as, you know, some people hear it and they enjoy it and, um, you know, um that that that's that's enough and uh you know we're very proud of it um the end result i think you know we're very very happy i think people listen to especially fans of the of the old band and you know um uh i wouldn't say necessarily an older generation but uh, my generation i think there's more that grew up listening to a lot of prog rock progressive yeah rock. yeah i think like it um it will like it if 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 they hear it because it is it is quite progressive but it's also new it doesn't doesn't sound like anything else no it sound well it and, and, and that's and great you it know, sounds like a soundtrack want. actually well to it's me very, it's, it's, it's it sounds very like cinematic. A, I mean, it's, yeah. it's very cinematic sounds like a movie soundtrack um takes you on a bit of a ride and you know, there's 20 tracks for you to dive into <laughs> that takes you all over the place. Um, but uh, you know, a I lot of ideas with... on this record. Uh, sure. Yeah. It, it, we we had thought I know Carlos because he, you know, uh, did the lion's share of obviously the uh, production and the mixing. And there were some a few moments where I know he wanted to tap out and just release a single record. And I kind of kept pushing, "Come on, man, we got to do it's our physical graffiti. Let's go!" You know. Yeah, so, just go, go, go. Um, and then you know, once it's released, you realize like, "Oh, that's a lot to demand of someone." To here you go, here's you know, because you know nowadays people listen to the first thirty seconds of a song and then move on. You know, so there's two different ways. You're 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 forcing uh, the listener to commit. So for me, it's like, okay, there's 20, when I see something that's got 20 songs on it, I go, it's a commitment of, of, uh, the process. So you have to pay, like we, the listener has to pay tribute to you, the, the creator. And, and what we have to do is if you've put out 20 tracks, that means you have, you have a vision here that it's going to take us 20 songs to, to, to appreciate and not, not individually. It's, it's one, it's, it's 20 songs of like a body of work. So that's what I kind of look at. And I'm a not full prog guy, but I am very, you know, I was a massive, I'm other earth fan. I like rush. I like all that stuff, but it, it was, I like it when bands take me on a journey. Um, it's okay to have your four, four, your chorus, your pre-chorus and out, but I really love it when bands, especially headphone wise, take me on a journey and, that's why, like, I look at twenty songs and I go, "Okay, well, he has prepared us to go on a journey." Yeah, and it, it's it's uh, you know not 
again, we've got to write a, you know, here's, here's two or three singles on a record and then the yeah. rest is just kind of filler or kind of, I mean, how many albums were there, you know, created like that? Um, huge, massive selling albums that yeah. you know, had big singles. And then, the, you know, a lot of the other stuff was just sort of, you know, just, again, filler. Uh, we, you know, this is, um, these are all kind of different sort of snapshots of the last um, year and a half, I guess. Uh, of and just like just a, a spark of an idea that would develop into um, you know what all of these tracks um, became and and often they were just from just a, this a choice of a symbol or a, or a, a keyboard um, sound or you know um, so and then they would just grow and not you know and and turn into these again we we did kind of want to create something that would that did have a cinematic um, how far were how far were you into it uh when you you said to yourself like either a this is going way different than i thought it was going to be and so now you you rewrap your head around maybe where it's going or or were you kind of committed to four or five ideas and then built it around it because it does sound to me like there was there, there was like start with one song maybe and oh man i got this idea and then it, it just seems to have come together in this like how do you get 20 ideas out of out of this process is incredible to me because it's really it's a really long it's a journey here it's amazing mm-hmm. it's a lot it's a lot to unwrap in your ears yeah absolutely i mean it's, i think it's clocks in at 87 minutes or something like that i remember i think the uh singer from the mars volta said okay here's our new record please give me an hour of your life <laughs> to listen to the record and we're at, we're asking for 87 minutes in change yeah. <laughs> so um and uh you know we're getting a, a a ton of feedback and uh i you know i would say a, a lot of it has been very um very inspiring and um you know certainly um made it seem all worthwhile even though again I, I would say selfishly that we did this record for ourselves but at the same time you want people to like it obviously aren't those the records that always blow up though <laughs> they're the ones that's like well yeah, we didn't be, yeah, we, yeah, uh, yeah we were yeah. just you know a lot of stuff came out of the covid thing where people are like you know i don't know if uh i'm just gonna put this out and then it becomes the biggest thing taylor swift does it wins a grammy you know people's opinions about what whatever it is but she's sitting in a cabin with the guys from the national and next thing you know it's this like eclectic yeah. album it's like yeah. sometimes you're just like, well, we, I'm, I'm looking at a lake and I made a record and now it's, you know, sonically the best thing we've ever done. It's, 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 uh, yeah. it's getting this crazy feedback. Uh, that leads me to, to obviously with just the two of you at this point, creating this thing, um, where do you want this to go? You personally, is this like, as you said, the physical graffiti, leave it on the table and, and that's your work. But my, my next question uh, to the end of this thing is what will you do next with this? Well, we do have a coda to this that uh, we've already uh, half of it's half of it's in the can. Uh, it is just going to be an EP, um, and it was stuff that that we wanted to get on this record, but we just we just didn't finish it. And one of them was a uh, track, uh, a Frank Zappa cover, his song "Peaches and Regalia," um, just a like in, in, incredible track, and uh, we've. We, we've almost got it, but it just, we just, it, it would have taken quite a bit more time to, to really finish it. And we just thought, you know what, we're, we've got enough on here. Let's put it on an EP. 
Great. So we've got that one. We also have a piece that um, uh, Jim uh, Gilmore from 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 Saga uh, gave to us. Something that he had, and it's 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 actually called Bar Talk, and it's this. Uh, it, it, it sounds like uh, Bartok, the, the, the composer, but uh, we've uh, put our own, you know, Bartok, uh, a bit of Aaron Copeland, Steve Reich in there. And uh, so that's going to be on it as well. It's just a short piece, but it's really beautiful. Um, and uh, we're going to write a, a couple of other pieces for it and then it'll be done. So it's almost ready. That, that you know, be a, a few months anyway, I think, before we, we end up releasing that. So that's coming, and um, uh, there is talk of doing a show, like a show or shows. Uh, I, I don't know about touring this thing. Um, for one thing, it, it wouldn't be just the two of us pulling this off. You know, well, I was going to say, how are you going to how are you going to do it live? Because yeah. it looks, you know, there's two. I have two two sorry two things to that. How are you going to do it live? But also, it is so trippy, and. Um, it, it lends itself to a to a very um, <clears throat> hell of a live experience. I think if we can pull this off sonically, if, if we do it, if we do a show, we will pull it off, or we won't be doing the show. Um, it'll have to be great, or or it won't. We won't do it. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, we've already got um, like you know, uh, Jeremy said he would come out and play. Yep. Um, uh, Becky, who sang on the record, I'll probably have to twist her arm a little bit, but I think I could get her to do it. Uh, Gord Fines, um, another fantastic drummer in the city, uh, played percussion on a bunch of tracks on this record. He sort of would be the second second drummer. Um, we would need a guitar player. Yeah. You know, and uh, Carlos would be playing uh, keyboards, and uh, we actually realize that we have to do uh, an, an instrumental version, a new instrumental version of Heroic Doses. Just for the old fans. Sure. I mean, there there is a bit of a bit of that. Uh, like, are you, how much of the past do you want to bring into this? Because it is... Uh, just one track. Just one track, yeah. Um, Probably, but well, because we don't have a singer. Mm -hmm. And, um, and uh, yeah, this, you know, definitely it's about, it's about the new thing, but uh, this thing just for 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 fun and a nod to the past, it'd be interesting to just pull out a a version of Heroic Doses, but a twenty twenty three version of it, as opposed to you know ninety ninety four or where wherever it was we recorded that. You know, it's uh, and it's it's you great. don't sound convinced. You're doing, you're doing, <laughs> no, I love it. I it's 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 a, it's a when I heard this thing for the first time, um, I instantly in my brain I'm like in the round surrounded by everybody that number one just visually to watch what this thing could look like live would be incredible like just to see it from overhead because i everyone needs to see you play <laughs> oh. everyone needs to see you you play and i just think like great watching it on the stage amazing awesome but that to me what, what listening to this thing i'm like visually well, in the round or something like where everyone's over top of you looking would be an incredible immersive experience of what this record is, but it Sounds also lends somebody that hasn't played in fifteen years. <laughs> understood, <laughs> but and then the other side of it, it is trippy enough that it could do. Um, I think it could do uh, like a, a, a different version without the full 
band per se, where it is more electronic based and you can play some of these, these electronic festivals because it's very, very trippy in that regard. And that's kind of a new thing. So I, I look at this thing as like very interesting, like a very interesting experience. It's like with the new record sounding the way it does sonically like headphone wise it's just like it's unbelievable because it just it's just it's circles and circles and circles and so that, that's what um you're asking about the new the new listener or the new bands and the new things uh they're not the arkells are providing a, a visual experience which is amazing uh they've got the whole thing it's a it's a happy it's it's incredible it's a visual thing this thing is sonically but it needs to be seen as well because there's so much going on uh, on this record. And so I'm like, I wonder if you can mix some of the old stuff in with this new style. Uh, for the old fans, sure, but more of a challenge, more of a challenge. And you're saying mm -hmm. you want to do heroic doses, but um, you guys have some pretty cool stuff over your catalog that would probably move over to this really well, too. So, mm -hmm. Maybe, I mean, it'd be really interesting to hear um, a lot of the tunes that with this uh, just not necessarily stripped down well they would be stripped down and built back up in a different way uh yeah that's a that's actually a very uh intriguing idea well because it's it brings the we're all older now i i mean i i sure i could listen to the old records but it's like sure are. <laughs> you, you, but you we you can say all right thank you for that part of the journey of the early band and everything that we did and thank you this is the new version this is where we're going there's no rules but this is where we're going but we're going to we're going to bring some of that old into this live thing and then we're going to take you on this journey with us moving forward which is going to be this new version of glue leg but we're, i just feel like it lends itself to that it's great it's it's such a, a, a an experience on the on the senses so um you're definitely motivating me right now <laughs> thinking wait a minute we could maybe we can pull this off um if you think of some of these great performances that have happened and like there's the i don't know if you, you're aware of the hidden i mother earth show where they played three hours and Barry in the round. I think I did hear it. Was I was there. It was, was that like with both singers, right? No, they didn't do both singers oh. on that one. That was just with Brian. But um, if you, but uh, I know that they just played with both singers on, on a bunch of shows. But I'm just saying, like, there's, it, it's it, it it's just footage sitting there that that's never come out that I was there for. That was incredible. And yeah. instantly when I heard this record, I was like, this would be great in that that setting. It, in in the in the round, everyone just like. Like what's going on over there now? Fuck now, what's going on over there? What's going on? And you, you've yeah. definitely taken the listener to a, a great spot, and I would love to see if you yeah, can pull, cool. it off, pull it up. Yeah, so. yeah, cool. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, it reminds me, I have to uh, I have to call uh, I have to call Christian Tanner because he <laughs> we're supposed to get together for a pint uh, one of these days because I he lives out where I live. Yeah, that's I what I heard. Here. He was there yeah. first, so uh, yeah, so yeah, we're gonna hang out and and uh, get him over and maybe I some, keep bugging his brother. And I'm like. What are you doing? I'm waiting. Give me a song. Give me something. <laughs> well, don't they have an album? No, they have. Like they haven't on? done anything. Whenever the new record. Well, they might be. I, I was. Oh, okay. I, you know, I thought I heard that. You might. You know. Yeah. Who knows? But it's it's just me, the the selfish listener, going. Come on, let's go. I need some new stuff. So, but I know that there. Uh, I know that uh, there's, you know, the the debate of full album versus single tracks and what we just spoke about. But I really appreciate you putting out the 20 songs and taking me on a journey on that. So it's it was a labor, a labor, a labor of love. Certainly. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of work. Where can people find you online? My man. 
for all the stuff? Um, well, the record's on all the, the streaming sites. Uh, so, you know, Apple, Spotify, to, uh, Tidal, Deezer, all of those. On YouTube. Um, I, I, apparently, there's hundreds of these things. And, um, you know, those are the ones I know. What's and, your favorite uh, track on the record? Oh, um, that's, a, that's a good question. What kind of changes? Um, I really... I really like everything we did, uh, to be honest. That's a fair uh, answer. Because all, in diff- all in different ways. Um, I like Hugo and the Fish quite a bit because stylistically it's very, very different than anything we did in the past. It's very, it's sort of our take on jazz. We're not jazz players. I'm certainly not a jazz drummer, but I listen to a lot of it. And uh, again, so it, it's not traditional jazz, jazz drumming, but it's sort of my version of it. Um, and that one I'm, I'm pretty proud of a, a zero day, I think kind of blends that jazzy element, uh, and that song also, it, you know, the inspiration for that particular track was, um, uh, Ennio Morricone, uh, good, the bad and the ugly, uh, Johnny Marr, um, yeah. a bunch of, you know, it, it, and if you listen, you can kind of hear these, these little things and, and, and that. You know, it's 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 got a lot of energy, but it's it's also got a lot of um, in, intricacies, if you will. Uh, titled uh, the first track, "The Aegis," I think is is a pretty slamming track too. But yeah, I kind of like them all. I mean, I know that's a pretty stock question, but this is a unique creation that you've made, so it's sort of like <clears throat> I like to get a take on it because it's like, well, this one took me four months to make that song or it took us this and it took us that so there every now and again there's there's labors but you can see i love this this graphic here you've got zero day you've got hugo and the fish you got it all on this on, yeah on yeah all that, the song titles there which is great too so yeah i did that as a um i just thought that would be just an interesting post for sort of a track listing yeah and uh, so i i found this cinder block painted it white and just kind of started writing on it and i put all the song titles on it and and send it to say hey, let's just put this out on the socials and it was like that's the album cover I'm like okay uh so that became became the album cover so that's that block sitting at my house um it's like i have to give it to carlos so he really wants it <laughs> uh horror vakai uh, is that how you Vakui. pronounce it right? horror vakui is the record uh the brand new glue leg uh highly Super influential band on my career, just just strictly on the fact that uh, Chris and, and the fellas gave me an, an opportunity to promote shows uh, in Southern Ontario. Uh, this kid that uh, was just starting out and you've and, done uh, well, didn't didn't know much, and and you you guys, uh, I, I appreciate that and can't thank you enough for for giving a, sh- a shot to a, a kid like me to do it. And here we are, circling back twenty years later, uh, talking about a brand new glue leg record, uh, which never is, thought it would, would happen, <laughs> which happens to be probably one of the biggest creations uh, of 20 songs uh, for one of my favorite bands. And I, and, uh, and I congratulate you and I thank you for making the time today to come on. Do did will the story of people podcast uh, for another week, everyone pick up the record uh, wherever you get all your things. Uh, Apple well, will be a vinyl release. We're going to do some CDs as well, but there will be uh, it's in production vinyl. So double. Right. Yeah. It's going to have lots of artwork and it's going to be, it's going to be great. Awesome. That's Chris Simpson. That is, the brand new glue leg record and uh you guys uh thanks so much for tuning in to do did will the story of people podcast for another week uh be sure to check it out i'm going to put all the links for the the record how to buy their album how to listen to the record i'm going to put clips up all 
all week about uh, some of this favorite stuff from the album and uh, some of the uh, we'll put some video up of how they made it there's some great stuff uh, be sure to check it out Christian hopefully you come back my man and, oh well uh, we'll yeah we'll talk yeah, about this, this, this great. it's great chatting with you it's been far uh, too long and uh, really uh, appreciate the support thanks everybody that's Dude Did Well the Story of People podcast for another week uh, we will see you again next week thanks Christian see you bye looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness then check out the natural man podcast join me host mike c as we explore all areas of human wellness physical mental and emotional learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health remember your doctor works for you learn biohacks neurohacks ways to improve sleep and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com. Hi, I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.